1: guests welcome to the Jurassic World Minute where we discuss Jurassic World one minute at a time beware the splash zone I'm Brad I'm Dave and here we are back to discuss Minute 32 of Jurassic World but David before we get to that let's jump over to Jurassic-pedia.com for a moment to discuss the Mososaur feeding show article here up by Trinosaur TJ oh, Trinosaur TJ I should say <laughs> and um I'm guessing this is one of the early ones too just uh with the, uh, the images used for the uh, arena itself and the feeding show, but um, we're going to get to the uh, the feeding show itself. But we sort of discussed when we had the, uh, the, the Indominus um, stadium concept art up how the architecture, the big massive glass sort of shelter over the top of the stadium and that. Um, here it's sort of a similar or a little bit different design, the big sweeping arching sort of roof section above the stadiums mm-hmm. I, I can't tell if that's supposed to be glass or if it's just open air with lattice work across or I, what it is
0: i think it's just lattice work the entire thing kind of reminds me of like a large sports stadium you know
1: yeah yeah it does make me wonder how effective <laughs> a roof that high up above the uh crowd would be for rain or shading from the hot tropical sun it's uh, more just a stylistic or architectural design choice, yeah. and not a practical thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we'll get more into the amphitheater uh, the or the arena itself when we get to the minutes. Uh, the article here a bit of a bit of a uh, write-up on um, the Mosasaurus the feeding show itself, um, and the announcer that uh, stands out in front of the crowd, encouraging everyone to clap <laughs> at key moments to uh, make the Mosasaur happy, because she yeah. does love she does love a bit of an applause. But yeah, head over to jurassic for that and uh, many more articles.
0: Mm-hmm. Our DNA excavators discover new species every year, but consumers want them bigger, louder, more teeth. The good news? Our advances in gene splicing have opened up a whole new frontier.
1: All right, Dave, ready to get into Minute 32?
2: Sure. As we the horrific minute of Jurassic World... We open up on minute 32, as Claire walks down the stairs to Owen's bungalow. She tells him that she'll be in her car, and after a zinger telling him he stinks, walks away, leaving Owen speechless. At the 22nd mark, we cut to a flyover of the Mosasaur Lagoon, approaching the grandstands and the Mosasaur feeding show. As we get shots of some spectators looking at their girlfriends on their phones, he announces, telling the crowd how the Mosasaur hunted. At the 35 second mark, we see a shark starting to be taken out on a gantry and the announcer continues, Okay folks, let's see if she's still hungry after already eating today. At the 41 second mark, the shark stops as we look down past it towards the water. The announcer continues, She's a little shy, so make sure you give her a big round of applause when she comes out. as the minute ends, The mighty Mosasaur raises from the lagoon, grabs the shark, and falls back into the water, wetting everyone in the splash zone.
1: As we open on minute 32, the bad nightmare is almost over, as Claire walks down the stairs towards Owen, and uh, she says, uh, I'll be in the car, and um, stands really close to him, dangerously close, (laughs) and... That's when we get the little zinger from her. You you might want to change your shirt. They're very sensitive to smells. Mm -hmm. I would have thought they're very sensitive to bad smells. would be more of a put down. Um, After the back and forth, these two have had the last two minutes. uh, She wants to have the last word here and comment on his his sweaty smell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go Claire.
0: (laughs) I always kind of felt more that she was speaking about the fact that since he's been working on the um, the bike, that he probably smells also of used motor oil, which itself does not smell pleasant. As somebody who has worked with used motor oil, you know. But because mm. like a natural's like natural non deodorized scent is technically better. I mean, I know you're. I'm, I mean, I know that she's being used as kind of just. Insulting him, but but realistically speaking, um, like, natural scent would be a better kind of um, masking scent than, say, deodorant. Yeah. Yeah, Which, in fact, might even be why he doesn't even wear it, you know? Well, I can only think of
1: Sarah's line in Lost World, saying no cologne, um, about the whole non-interference thing. Mm-hmm. but they're going there to study uh, trying to stay under the radar um, not going to an enclosure with the animals because you can yeah. almost guarantee she's got some sort of perfume all over her
0: um, well he in the deleted scene that was later we do see that he mentions it to her that she smells of perfume and that the dinosaurs are going to um, notice it wherein she then Douses herself with dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> very very glad that stayed a deleted scene.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. But then again, they're going to the observation window to have a look at things. There's no real suggestion he's going to go in the pen with the Indominus. I've seen it more of you're going to come and get him on your Mercedes. I don't want that dirty shirt touching my German lever <laughs> or European lever, whatever they're made of now. Mm hmm. But uh, this sort of just causes Owen to stand there quietly watching her walk back to the car by himself. And that's when we get a transition to the lagoon and once again get the pair of birds flying across the Mosasaur enclosure. Um, Mm -hmm. Another another great one of these sort of establishing shots we get in the film. Um, You see the full amphitheater made up of uh, the five two-tier grandstands, uh, the high roof, high-curved roof above, whether it's glass or just open air that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Off to the left, you can sort of see, it almost looks like another main street behind the trees, leading off away from the uh, stadium there, and again, Mm -hmm. packed with people.
0: I think that that area itself is meant to be more of, like, private accommodations, because we can see the, um, because I think this is in the area where those, not sure if intimate would be the right word, but those, more private, expensive suites were at,
1: you know? Yeah, well, you can see the bungalows in the trees at the mm-hmm. far end. Well, as I said last minute, um, over on the right there, again, you can see sort of that beautifully manicured grass, just an open grassy area, again, where you can sort of grab your food and sit down and have a picnic,
0: mm-hmm. listening
1: to the sounds of the island, the, the animals roaring or bellowing.
0: Um, well, <clears throat> the entire Main Street area is a very beautiful area. I mean, even looking at the waters in the uh, immediate area, you can see how the sandy bottom mixed with like, looks like possibly a seagrass bottom. Mm. It's all very, very tropical. You know, I was watching Flipper from 1996 (laughs) the other night and I'm not sure if anybody remembers that with like 17 year old Elijah Wood in it. And I'm just like, I mean, I don't even care about how crappy the story is, or how it's not even close to being uh, like the original 1960s TV series. I just want to fi- uh, find a ramshackle boat like Paul Hogan and, and <laughs> <laughs> run off to a Bahamian, to a Bahama island all my own. Well, that
1: goes back to last minute talking about his bungalow, uh, Owen's bungalow. Same thing in that movie. Just the fact that like he's got that shack on the beach and just sort of collected everything, sort of washed up and everything else, and just has it there in case it needs to be used one day. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Was was that filmed in the Bahamas? I know it takes place there, but...
0: No, it was supposed to take place in the Florida Keys, but it was filmed in the Bahamas. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, it definitely makes me want to have my own little Bahama vacation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought it might have been another link back to Kauai one of the Hawaiian Islands. But... I'm sure those um, are
0: also very beautiful.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Probably time for a rewatch if I can find it somewhere. <laughs> um, we uh, cut to a crowd of onlookers as an announcer's uh, saying over the PA Moslaw uh, was thought to have hunted near the surface of the water uh, where it would feed on anything it could sink its teeth into. And anyone that's seen a Mosasaur skeleton or jaw, it's got a lot of teeth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as we'll see later. Um, And we cut to a shot of the announcer on the bridge, sort of out overhanging the electric fence and the water. Electric fences surrounding this entire lagoon, they don't want this Mosasaur to get out at all. No. Um, (laughs) Which I don't... Okay, we see later the only reason it gets to the Indominus is because the fence is broken, but it's not like one of those early... um, things you see from the triassic the the fish that can has legs i don't i don't know how far inland the mosasaur would be able to get if it was able to get off the off the shore
0: Well, i think it was mostly marine itself it was wasn't really more of a um kind of lake dwelling area uh, or creature it was more of a saltwater traversing animal
1: yeah and once again we have zach here um ignoring her and being on his phone looking at the... a <laughs> good photo of his girlfriend mm-hmm. um, the announcer continues uh, so whatever it can sink its teeth into uh, including large turtles large fish, even smaller mosasaurs, so cannibals <laughs> which I suppose a lot of um, a lot of carnivores would eat their own oh, Yeah. If, uh, if
0: need be there's definitely evidence that T-Rex cannibalized carcasses
1: yeah, yep Yep. I know for a fact that dairy cows drink milk so I don't even know <laughs> what you'd put that into <laughs> that'd be like if chickens ate eggs which I'm sure they do as well uh, she turns to face the lagoon as we cut to a shark hanging from a winch system and it begins to move out over the water and this is our, uh, our little Jaws reference here you think Jaws is a big, a big uh, killer, we're about to have a bigger killer in this film
0: <laughs> oh no, bigger Jaws <laughs> <laughs> now we gotta team up and take up, take down bigger jaws.
1: <laughs> well, Fallen Kingdom shows us is out, it's out in the water now. So <laughs> uh, the answer continues. Okay, folks, let's see if she's still hungry after already eating today. So obviously not the first feeding show. I wonder how often.
0: And I know this was discussed when um, this scene was um, first shown in trailers was. Well, aren't great, great white's a um, endangered species? <laughs> and some, I mean, the real, obviously, the obvious answer that is engine probably clones their own stock of great white sharks, because if you can clone a dinosaur, cloning a living species is probably no problem, you know, for them, you know.
1: Yeah, I wonder how they come to shark. I suppose it's not, it's not like goat with the T Rex. I suppose they wouldn't really be any other large fish except for whales I don't think you'd have an orca hanging out over here I think too many people have a problem with that but <laughs> a shark a shark well it's a killing machine it deserves to mm-hmm. be eaten again as you said being genetically created they might not even have have much brain activity to sort of grown grown large enough that they can um, sustain the mosasaur again this is only for the show too I'm sure this isn't mm-hmm. the, their only diet yeah
0: And the other thing is, I mean, I know that uh, there's this kind of scene in particular that was used mostly in the viral marketing. I mean, the scene in general was used heavily in the viral marketing, and I recall a lot of fans speculating whether or not there would be a kind of Blackfish reference through, uh, through the scene here. If anybody's familiar, Blackfish was a... Sea World um, expose documentary that kind of was not very um, friendly towards Sea World. It kind of is showing them in a very negative light and how they treat the animals oh. in their in the park. And so I know a lot of people were kind were kind of expecting a somewhat um what's the what's the word there's a somewhat kind of blackfish take on treatment of the dinosaurs in the park that they weren't very well treated that they probably were kept in these small pens and not very kind of um, that they just weren't treating the dinosaurs correctly and I know that I personally was kind of disappointed that we never got that because hmm. I think Jurassic World especially considering it, the timeliness would ha- have been a great time to show, have shown the a kind of blackfish thing like that, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I I wasn't aware of that, so thank you for explaining <laughs> what that was. Um, it, it's sort of a common issue with most zoos. I know a lot of circuses now being shut down because of mm-hmm. animals and it, or, or animal, circuses that involve animals anyway. I don't know there's always um, activists in that that are going after the sea worlds and the marine parks of the world, um, even the zoos. We just had the targeting and all that sort of stuff on as well. Um, <laughs> of yeah. course, the
0: degenerates are uh, in the. Not, not to hate on anybody who um, likes the show, but I know that there's been this kind of push in the United States where people are like, well, he was the hero. I don't care if he was abusing animals. The woman uh, <laughs> sacrificed her girlfriend, her, her boyfriend, her husband, I mean. Like, oh. Uh, exactly, that's how I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, can, can we not turn the animal abuser into the hero of the story?
1: <laughs> well, to bring it back to Jurassic World and get away from Joe Exotic. Uh, it sort of would be a different take, but I suppose, again, it's, it's, well, it's always more so been that sort of us trying to control nature and the majesty of having these extinct animals back and not so much just a zoo filled with uh, normal animals again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Having... Just wonder how you do it. Even just at the um, the ferry where we see Grey and Zach get on the the nublar ferry, if there protesters there or something. There's something small like that saying, let the animals free or...
0: hmm I know that when in kind of the early before we really saw the trailers i was kind of expecting jeff goldblum as is <laughs> in the park somewhere with a sign down with the jurassic world <laughs> i
1: i think that's the problem you have with it being 10 years after or 10 being open for 10 years if it was the first month or first couple of months after opening where you've got these large crowds um, everything's working as it is all the g-wagon and all the vehicles are sparkly and brand new um, all the gyrospheres are sparkly and brand new there's no um there's no rust on this park at all apart from mm-hmm. maybe a couple of the maintenance vehicles it'd make more sense and yes have your have your jeff Goldblum cameo or your um great cameo even have InGen security doing something in the film before acu come in they, they had to crash tackle someone that tried to jump in with the Mosasaur or. Free, free to T Rex or something. Just <laughs> have have someone that's got to the arm to not sabotage, but just do something stupid like try and try and push a baby Triceratops out of the petting zoo or something. Run, <laughs> be free. Yeah.
0: Gets drunk and tries to ride the baby Triceratops. Well, <laughs> which, like, we've been talking about, yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. what you said did kind of bring up an interesting point because there probably are those Nick Van Owen types who would probably would try to sabotage this kind of inadvertently maybe but they do the whole free willy thing you know and yeah, then yeah. Find, then find out that's a really really bad idea and get eaten by the T-Rex
1: yeah and I just I just wonder if something like that maybe did happen and it hasn't been reported it's like no, that that person wasn't here we never seen him <laughs> erase all the erase all the footage of uh, Nick Vernon getting on the ferry and coming to child Ah, oh,
0: now we're trying to get into a Mizrani being a little sinister
1: yeah. Yep. Well, you did mention back when we we're talking about the uh the siblings and that um Maserani may be having some dead bodies down the basement. So.
0: But yeah, you do bring up an interesting thing with the rust though. Because in the first movie the park hadn't even opened yet. And we were already starting to get moss on some of the buildings and some of the and like vines starting to grow up the sides of things and even in the book, even in the original book, there was a crack in the concrete that a of vine to get uh, to poke through that got that allowed Grant and Lex to cross the moat. And I always thought mm. that was kind of an interesting um, little feature. It's kind of really overlooked, but I think I mentioned this before on here how it kind of is a miniature message of how nature breaks through mankind's barriers.
1: Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep, and that's one of the things I've always loved from the franchise since The Lost World is just nature's always there, willing to take over. We've, we've talked about a lot with this. Um, Some of Hammond's lines in Trespasser. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere in a, in a dark, dirty room, history was made all that sort of stuff. Even the, um, the uh, pre-filming script for Lost World, just having this main street covered in vines and stuff all impassable by vehicles, but the characters having to climb over fallen trees and all that sort of stuff, and yes, what we get later in the film with the uh, visitor centre just being all overgrown because the jungle's come back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's not my issue with that scene, we'll get to that scene when we get there, but yeah, just just the whole, that's one of my biggest issues, the park's been open for 10 years, but we've got brand new G-Wagons, we've got brand new Mercedes, yes, we could have just had a fit out and relaced, replaced the vehicle fleet, but... You've got to have some of those older vehicles somewhere as well, not just one old Chevy maintenance truck. Even the gyrospheres, or, no, we'll get to that when we get to the gyrospheres. <laughs> they should they should be a little bit more scratched up. Yeah. Um, being park attractions, but... Uh, but, yeah, the uh, the shark stops, and we can see down past it to the surface of the water, into the lagoon, and we get an announcer in the background saying she's a little shy, so be nice and give her a hand when she comes out this is going to sound like a stupid question, but do marine wildlife have ears?
0: <laughs> yes. So
1: I, though they, they close
0: do? off when they're underwater, or when they're underwater, so it's kind of a muffled sound. They understand the muffled sounds, but they do they do have, they can hear.
1: Yeah. Oh, I do know, yeah, I know dolphins have got the, the holes there behind the eyes. I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I suppose now you mentioned Free Willy earlier, <laughs> with everyone pounding on the, the glass
2: mm-hmm.
1: and all the... Uh, all the signs you've seen, water parks now, don't tap on the glass. Because <laughs> their yeah, sound does carry a lot underwater. Um, and I'm sure should be able to hear the roar of the crowd. And much like the flare earlier, with the Tyrannosaur throw that flare and it, knows food. If she hears a roar of the cloud, it, or crowd, it probably means food as well. If she's been conditioned that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Grey tries to get Zack's attention, but he's too busy still looking at his girlfriend on the phone. And that's when we cut back to the shark, as the monster sort of bursts from the water uh roaring and engulfing the shark in one whole bite uh, that one one trick wonder <laughs> that she's gonna do for the rest of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love here how Gray's mouth is wide open like I don't know what they told him to expect or what they uh, put in front of him to make him react, but it's a genuine reaction here of this CG animal <laughs> coming out of the water. Yeah. and of course everyone's got their phones up videoing the spectacle.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think the great thing is, though, you can even see when we get the pullback and we get the splash here, you can see the screens of people's phones and you can actually see the Mosasaur and the hotel in the background all on the people's screens.
2: Because yeah,
0: yeah. this kind of this these first two tiers here was an actual it was an actual people. There was actually is the whole thing was all people. The rest of it was all CGI. But <laughs> This, these, uh, this first two tiers were, was an actual set and it was made uh, to actually move up and down, as we'll see later in the next
2: minute.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, it's a nice little touch that your eye is on that Mosasaur coming out of the water and biting the shark. Um, mm-hmm. But as you said, yeah, just looking down seeing exactly the same thing as you're able to see on everyone's phones. Whether I don't know if that's just CG'd in or whether they played... Well, I don't think you'd be able to see. There'd be there'd be glare from from light and everything else blocking screens. And so I'm guessing that's all CG. Oh
0: yeah, yeah it is.
1: But we cut to Gray and Zach. Mrs Mosul begins to drop uh, back down into the water, and the shark gets torn off the cable uh, with a loud twang, which doesn't seem like a real good release system. <laughs> if that cable snaps, it's going to go back and cut off the crowd off. <laughs> Decapitation or some sort of incident, anyway. Just because that, um, yeah, that, that cable twang that sort of goes all the way back to the T Rex breakout, too. We get that same sort of twang flop of the cable snapping
2: mm-hmm. or
1: under strain, anyway. You'd think they'd have some sort of, especially when the shark seems to be dead, it's not thrashing around or and so some sort of even a bit of rope between the tail and the cable. hmm. Um, I suppose we'll get a bit more up close look at that mechanism in Camp Cretaceous looks like it's going to feature in that uh, <laughs> we'll see what they do there um, but as the minute ends everyone's looking on as in terror as a wave of water heads their way uh, soaking everyone I've I think the last marine park with a show like this I was at, didn't really have a splash zone I know you can definitely look at uh, YouTube video from SeaWorld and other parks where you get the orca jump out of mm-hmm. the water and come down and all swim around the side, flip flicking water at people with its fins. No one's wearing coats or anything. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing worse in the tropics than having cold, uh, wet clothes.
0: I do remember that when I had went to SeaWorld when I was a kid that they did kind of give people who were seated in the splash zone, like these disposable little cheap ponchos that did yeah. kind of keep your clothes dry. I, had, I was smart, and I actually wore my trunks to SeaWorld, <laughs> knowing that I would probably be wet when I left. Yep. <laughs> so I wore trunks and a, a sleeveless top, so I was prepared.
1: <laughs> well, again, I'm sure people are um, told when they're entering the stadium that the first ten rows you might get wet or something. Mm-hmm. This would have been a real good, a real good little Easter egg of just having everyone in yellow Jurassic World ponchos, the same as Nedry's or something.
0: Yeah.
1: Again, good little, good little scene here, getting back to seeing the park operational. Enough and else awesome on that before we get to the novel comparisons.
0: No, I think we're good.
1: All right. Uh, Claire doesn't like being lectured to by this animal trainer. Uh, she turned to walk back to her car, but stumbled on her high heels, I and mean, that's where Owen catches her. Um, kind of glad that wasn't in the film yeah me too <laughs> uh, she makes a smell comment then walks back to her car uh alan sort of sees two greasy handprints on her back from where he caught her and then smiles and follows to a car which <laughs> that would have been a good little comedic thing um seeing his greasy handprints on a nice white <laughs> cape coat <laughs> especially again going back to that mercedes and the, the lever but um I could just imagine the smile on his face. <laughs> he <laughs> sees that as she's walking away, but not too, not too much sad to there from the novel. But uh, that's minute 32. Dave, anything else you want to dis- discuss before we get on f- with the uh, the week?
0: No, I think we're good.
1: All right, lovely.